Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters. I am joined by Carl. Hello. And Connor. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about Liz Truss's popcorn conspiracy, those dumbass glasses, and also proof of big cats in the UK, which, is this your revenge? Well, kind of, actually, yeah. All right. You just want to say I was right. Yes. A lot. Yes. Okay. Well, I what sh- else I'm going to be right about? I don't know. Big cats. What? <laughs> big um... Oh, God damn <laughs> yeah let's get into the news before he gets too smug right (laughs) all right so liz truss as of wednesday no tuesday two days ago now decided to launch popular conservatism now if you think by the title that's an oxymoron you would be right uh i I don't even know if that's true because like i i'm sure we'll go through all the list of points but if you look at all the list of points you would have probably majority approval from the country itself so They're missing a big one. Well, yeah, I'm sure they are. A very, very, very most popular big one. Yeah, I'm sure they are. And also, the conservative brand, they're not launching this outside the party. Yeah. The party is electoral poison right about now. So, however, I think that's the exoteric presentation. The esoteric reading of this is a post-election effort to consolidate the five families and all the Tory dissidents under one manageable umbrella with media connections. And I think there's a good case for it. But before we get into that, speaking of GB News, um, former presenter Calvin Robinson has now made the good decision to come and join us over at the Lotus Seaters, and he will be doing his Common Sense Crusade on Thursday afternoons. There's the first episode, as you're watching this, if you're on YouTube. Uh, You can go and subscribe to the website for as little as £5 a month, or if you're an existing subscriber or a new subscriber, you can go to our gold tier for 50% off for the first three months by using the code CRUSADE, and the incentive to do that is that Calvin, on the last part of the show, will be doing a fatherly advice segment. He'll be responding to your video comments and questions. If you do send it in, to mark it out from the video comments we get from the usual podcast, please start your comment with Dear Father Calvin or Dear Calvin Robinson and the like, and you can interact with him. So look forward to that. Right, on to the news then. So this was Liz Truss's launch event. It was hosted at the Emmanuel Center in Westminster, where they had NatCon last year, which was very successful, launched Miriam Cates and Danny Kruger as rising stars, backbench rebels, and the like. And they were trying to capitalize on the same energy. Mm-hmm. Don't think they quite got it, but there you go. It's headed up by the former head of the IEA, the Institute for Economic Affairs, the neoliberal think tank. So that's Mark Littlewood. Now he's jumped over to this to work with Liz Truss, and it coincided with Liz Truss's new book announcement, 10 Years to Save the West. Now, as you mentioned off air... Yeah, that that was the case 10 years ago, Liz. I'm also just so sick of hearing Tory MPs have got a new book out. I don't care. It's not... You've you ever seen that Sam Hyde meme about this, actually? I don't know. There's this great meme from him where he's talking, and he's like, oh, you've released a book, have you? Oh, yeah, that's going to change the Western canon. Oh, you're really adding to that collection, aren't you? It's like, no, you're wasting my time, is what's going on there. There are some books which are worthwhile. I don't think someone who is not quite capable of breaking the neoliberal paradigm is going to add to the Western canon, though. That's my You're right. Yeah. Another MP's written a book. What about themselves? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jess Phillips' book was pretty interesting. So is Nadine Doris's. I'll probably read this one too. Mm, I got hepatitis, did you? <laughs> and what was it, genital warts? No, no, no. It was the fact that she's like basically outlining the sort of corruption in there going, hey, you know, you can promise people favors and they'll do things for you if you scratch their back. And it's like, Jess, that's corruption. But don't worry. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, can't wait for her to be helping lead the next government. Uh, yeah. This was also involving Jacob Rees-Mogg and Lee Anderson. Now, this is very notable. 
because Jacob Rees-Mogg was also a former cabinet minister. Lee Anderson has just resigned as deputy party chairman, the only Red Wall MP still in cabinet, over the Rwanda scandal. Both of them are GB News presenters. That is going to be a consistent strain as we see who is attending this and where this might be going. But so uh, also Anderson was affiliated with the New Conservatives. So he was at their launch event and he was in the original Times article when they announced it. But then he didn't show up to the event where they debuted their immigration policy at the Unheard Cafe. And they just said, oh, uh, he's ill and also he can't be here as a splinter group in an official capacity, even though he went to the Tory party conference event. So he's now nailed his colours to the mast with this group rather than the new cons after leaving his job. So there's clearly, even though this has just come out of nowhere and the new cons have some staying power yeah. in terms of being able to influence policy, he's clearly backing this for a reason. Why is there a distinction between the Nat cons and the Pop cons? That's a great question. Why aren't these just the same groups of people? Because they're trying to do the same thing. So I think what they're trying to do, as we'll pull out the list later, is they're trying to be the umbrella organization for all of these. Because there's, there's a bunch of groups. There's... Suella's and Robert Jenrick's rebels, I think they're unnamed, but they also sit with and vote with the new cons. There's a European research group that Jacob used to head up, used to be headed up by Mark Francois, is now headed up by Andrea Jenkins MP, who is the only person to have publicly put a letter in against Rishi Sunak. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Liz Truss has absolutely put a letter of no confidence in about Rishi Sunak. Sure. So have like 28 others, but she's now the, the face of that. So sure. I think what they're trying to do is wrangle all of these adjacent but name distinct groups together under one manageable group which has a media apparatus also to push their agenda so i mean it's something. struggling to see the point if i'm honest like aren't half these people they're not going to have a seat in a few months lots of them are and then well where's it going because like you mentioned the conservative party is just it's even lower than it was under theresa may yes at this point I, I, I'm, I'm very much Jeremy Corbyn at this point. Yeah, like I'm very much of the opinion it needs killing. So I'm, I'm just not, I'm not invested in the drama, if you know what I mean. Sure, but this is because you aren't within the camp and thinking after the next election, the soil, the soil is going to be fertilized for us to take over an opposition and do some real conservatism. Like, yeah, I'm is, not on that train. No, I'm not saying you have to be. I'm saying this is their mindset. Right, right. So it's, it's very instructive to see where politics is going to go after the next election. Whether or not they're going to be successful. Yeah, eh, who knows? But they might be introducing someone because they think they have a better chance at success if they do so. I'll, I'll mention that in a moment. So um, I just thought I'd bring up a tweet from a friend here because this is genuinely the vibe and this is, seems to be what you've given off. It's funny that every four months, journalists and various MPs and hacks are dragged into a central London to watch what is basically a glorified PowerPoint presentation on the latest ragtag team of politicians to announce the latest harebrained scheme to attempt to fix the It's exactly your position. What? <laughs> I'm so bored How did you of get it. Preempted so yeah. easily. <laughs> Great minds think alike, I suppose. Yeah. Well done, Adam. Anyway, so uh, who was there, right? So I'm, I'm focusing on Liz Truss here, and she, she did this this little interview, and it's worth watching a little bit just to again see the lack of enthusiasm and the boilerplate points. And by the way, I I don't even dislike Liz. Genuinely. No, I don't. I've I've always referred to him as a bit dim, just because she doesn't understand how politics really works. She didn't understand that she was always going to be ousted, yeah. but she had some right instincts. Um, but this just sounds sort of tired. So she was interviewed by GB News here, and I'll just play a little bit of it. Liz Truss, why do we need in this country the popular Conservatives? Well, we've had a Conservative government for 14 years, and we've achieved many things, including Brexit, trade deals, keeping Jeremy Corbyn out of office. But oh, one nice. of the problems we have is though we've got a Conservative government, 
what we're seeing in our schools, in our universities, in our corporate sector is the spreading of wokery, of left-wing ideas. Really? What POP kind about is about is about combating that because the oh, people of thinking. Britain want us to deal with the real issues. Immigration's too high, the government's too big, okay. taxes are too high. But what that? we constantly hear is the left. So popcorn is about challenging that. Mm. It's about challenging the left-wing orthodoxy and making it positive Who, to be a conservative. Has your government lost its way then? That's why you need it. We need a grassroots movement. That's what this is about. It's about making sure that it. the environment is positive for conservatism so that people feel empowered to talk about being a conservative and it becomes a positive thing in society because I believe that conservative solutions are right solutions. Mm. I know from talking on the doorsteps of residents in Norfolk, that's what they want. <laughs> they I am going to pause it there. Dead paradigm, just utter dead paradigm. She actually didn't say how it, that it did fail though. And this is, this is the distinction I want to make. She couldn't say it, right? But it's, it's obvious. Yeah, but it is obvious. But the fact that they're not saying it and it's obvious to all of us is why they're going to keep failing. This is what we discussed yesterday with Mike Freer, right? We all know that he was handed out of office by an Islamic extremist. Mm. He said he was threatened by them. He said that they firebombed his constituency office. We all know that the acid attack in Clapham was because of the asylum system because he wouldn't have been here to acid attack it otherwise. What do they always do? Well, it's not really about that. It's about social media. No, yeah. it's, it's not washing, right? Just to Liz, you might actually see this because again, follows us. Um, just say they're traitors because you are the shortest-lived prime minister in history for fairly unjust reasons. Yeah, yeah. They literally knifed you in the back. You have nothing Stalled to lose. Stalled someone that nobody wanted. Yeah, you have nothing to lose by not appeasing these people. Actually, you're probably stronger after the next election if you position yourself against the current government. Yeah. But the problem is... You're not going to appeal to them. The problem, right, is that Liz isn't dynamic. Yes. And I... I, I, I have no idea what that means. Uh, she's not very charismatic. Yeah. Uh, she's not presenting the best possible case in the strongest possible way uh, in a way that is gripping and compels you to at least carry on listening to what she said. Because after five seconds of her talking, I'm like, yeah, just, I mean, like, I, I, yeah, I've she been means, like it, right? Exactly. She turned around and just went, oh yeah, I was killed by a bunch of traitors who have done all this. Like, See, if she said that, literally said that, I'd be like, okay, yes. I'm listening. But she's not. She's very deflated and how do I defend this party that everyone hates and wants nothing to do with? Yeah. And I, th I think the reason this is probably going nowhere, at least for the time being, is because of this obsession with ideas over aesthetics or vibes or something to buy into. Like, you can talk about lowering taxes and maybe nudging immigration a little bit and, oh, aren't the woke really that bad? But it's very over-intellectualized and it's not, it doesn't have a an affirmative vision that you want to buy into just because it looks like it's got momentum. The perfect example against this, and I think you're probably going to end up covering it either tomorrow or next week, is Bekele. The optics on Bekele's victory speech crushes his demonic enemies, makes his country prosperous, wins 83% of the election, and then does his victory speech on the balcony of a neoclassical palace with his wife by his side. It's pretty good. That's an aspirational dream that basically every man wants to buy into. Sure. If you want popular conservatism, <laughs> do that. That, that's the vibe you need to bring out, not just standing and reasonably stating that things have gone a little bit too far after they cooed you. you know, a bit, bit too muted, but, but there you go. Um, also, if you notice there, she just said immigration's too high, right? During her actual speech for the launch event, didn't really focus on it at all. Mark Littlewood didn't focus on it at all. 
because he's a neoliberal and the IEA are pretty happy with immigration. They're just like, we need to just build more houses to accommodate the entire third world. It's a supply problem, not a demand problem. So I do want to know if Liz wants to be a popular conservative. Has she changed her mind since this? Yeah. That was only two years ago. Not even. A year and a half ago. This was right before party conference. You want to read out people listening? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Liz is preparing to increase immigration to fill job vacancies and boost economic growth in a move that will anger some of her ministers and MPs. The Prime Minister plans to raise the number of workers allowed to enter the UK, government sources have confirmed. So this was September. Um, why, why can't the Conservatives just look at the polls on every issue and find, okay, the public 60% in this direction was going to do exactly that? Because it'd be just essentially the far-right agenda. Why can't they just do that? Because they're locked into a managerial paradigm. Because if I you, Yeah, I know. But if, so how Parliament works is they go into backroom meetings with various OBR officials, Treasury advisors, Whitehall, Mandarins and Spads, yeah. and they sit them down and go, look, here's a graph that we've cooked up. Ignore the fact we've left a bunch of numbers off like GDP per capita. You need to grow the economy, and the only way to grow the economy is either to improve productivity, which comes through innovation, which we don't really have, or growing the population, which we don't really have because of birth rate. So how about a million Indians? And that's what you've got. And it just seems like the fix-all plaster. Uh, never mind the fact that most of these vacancies... I mean, I heard yesterday that 54% of the country are on benefits now of some kind. Yeah. Um, never mind that most of these vacancies are either because you are not innovating in things like agriculture so you could have better machines rather than just random Bulgarians coming over and picking the fruit. Just to be clear, this isn't evenly distributed either. Yep. 83% of uh, white British adults are in employment. It's 48% or something like that in the Muslim community. In the yeah, I'm really glad we were importing a, a net economic benefit. So just, just to hammer it home, if you want popular conservatism, the number one issue in the country, the most salient issue to voters, is immigration's too high, which is why in every single election and referendum for the past, oh, I don't know, 14 years, they've asked to lower it. Haven't done it. So that might be the most, uh, most popular thing, but there you go. Someone else who showed up, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Now, he, right before this, uh, this happened, he wrote a piece for Con Home. Now, Con Home are the Tories talking to themselves. They yeah. do internal leadership polls. So it's always good to get a bellwether. And he said it's time for popular conservatism. He also did a, an interview on the morning breakfast show with Eamon Holmes. And Eamon Holmes did point out, much like Callum, he said, you could tell your face that you're excited about this. You're not exactly overjoyed with enthusiasm thinking that this is going to go somewhere, are you? But, but there you go. So, so Mog wrote, once the ability to make decisions has been restored and the blocking blob removed, then popular conservative policies must be introduced. The global travails of modern government are as much caused by their perceived powerlessness as by their failures. This is when the smaller state, lower taxes, and less regulation can be introduced. The blocks need to be removed first. Ah, yes. It's purely material concerns. That's it. Sure. The administrative state is getting in the way of us being from Singapore on Thames. Sure. I mean, I, I'll take it. I'll take it low taxes. Be, it would be better than what we have now. If only there was someone who could have done anything about this at any point. I'm sorry. I just... Yep, I know. All That's of it. these names, I, I just hope they have professional death because I can't think of anything else better for them. Yeah, well, I, I did. I'm glad you said that. I did want to raise the point that... Do you remember what one of Jacob's titles was under Boris Johnson? What he was cabinet minister for? Oh, it must have been... Brexit. Brexit opportunities and government efficiency. There we go. Now, he did not get rid of all of the EU laws during his time there. His successor, Kemi Badenoch, refused to commit to the, quote, bonfire of EU regulation proposed by the European research group that Jacob used to lead. Do you remember when, and Nadine has suggested this, and I've suggested this before, and uh, I caught some flat in the audience, but I think people are starting to become aware of it now, that 
there was the idea that Michael Gove and Kimmy Badnock are basically working together to prop up Kimmy as a Pied Piper candidate. Yeah, that's what Nadine Doris says in her book. So it was I, actually worth reading. It's not an addition to the Western canon, but uh, there was some inside information. Not worth reading. None of these people deserve any future. Like, they all just yeah, but, deserve... But they're future. going to have a future. What they deserve is... I really don't think they are. They it's, are. If you look at the breakdown of who's probably going to keep their seats, Kemi and Govar and Trust definitely is going to keep her seat. Somehow Gove is still polluting this country. He's like Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. But, there's, there's a huge way to go on the election, and I, I still think there's a massive opportunity for Nigel Farage of reform. And so I, I really don't see a future for these people. We're I, be, I wish they don't as well. We're going to be mentioning Farage momentarily. Okay. Because I think, I think we can see Farage's future laid out. But the reason I mentioned Kemi is because I genuinely think this is the effort to stop Kemi being leader. I think this is the effort by the Popcons to stop Gove having his puppet candidate take over and continue the continuity of what has lost them the election. Um, and I think there's some... What would it matter? That's, that's what I'm getting at. Like These guys had positions. Their opposition had positions. They both did the same thing. It depends who's funding them and who's giving them advice. That's all I can say. Um, so then we'll go on to Littlewood. So Littlewood ran the IEA, right? And uh, he was interviewed by GB News, but they, they got rid of the clip, which is annoying. But he did say in that he was asked, is Nigel anyway involved in this? And he said, quote, this is not a vehicle for Nigel Farage or any one person. I'm skeptical, but there you go. So he wrote this article at the same time that Jacobs came out in the Telegraph. And the Telegraph is interesting because the Telegraph is currently having its purchase being blocked because the United Arab Emirates wanted to buy it. Yeah. And the culture secretary, Lucy Frazier, has said, well, we're going to look into this per the Lords. But who originally wanted to buy it was Paul Marshall. And Paul Marshall sat on the board of GB News. He's yeah. Winston Marshall's dad. And he actually left the spectator because Fraser Nelson, who is a traitor, decided to call him a racist for absolutely no reason. So looking to be connective tissue between GB News, their presenters, possibly the Telegraph, and the future of the Conservative Party. So we're seeing something emerge here, but he's written, again, with Thatcher in the thumbnail, annoying. Many Tories currently are feeling a sense of malaise, yet another leadership election would be madness. Rishi Sunak must lead the party into this year's general election. What the party need is the right policies and then to push those policies through. We know the Conservative <laughs> principles are popular in this country, but this only translates into electoral success when actual results are shown. Just one more government, please. Just one more government, please. We'll change everything. <laughs> I just can't get over it. I'm so done. I'm so done. Uh, Callum, you're presuming... It, it you're... pains me. It physically pains me. That's why I'll shut up. But I'm... I'm no. <laughs> the problem is you're presuming that they want them to win. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just not listening anymore to the Conservative Party or Westminster. I've, I'm, I'm checked out. That's, that's where I'm at, but I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. Well, they're still governors, but where I am. that's why it's useful. They'll so, still governors for another six months or so. Do exactly what they've always yeah. done. And then the Labour Party continuing basically their policy agenda. Nothing will change. I am going to buy that shirt with nothing ever happened written on it. That's, that's where I'm at. Fair. All right. So uh, what is he proposing? So he's saying Labour proposes more state control, more tax and more debt. Labour's proposing a bunch of Tory policies. Yep. It's yeah. up to the Conservatives to make the case for economic freedom and lower taxes. Yeah. Uh, this is a popular policy platform, but MPs need to stop subcontracting their jobs to unaccountable institutions like the OBR and start making decisions themselves. It's time we repealed the Equality Act and rooted out all taxpayers' money that is being poured into diversity and inclusivity policies. That would have been great ages ago. Um, it's time to give people their freedom back. That's what Brexit was meant to be about. Taking back control. Notice that's the only time he mentions anything even adjacent to immigration. Yeah. Statists want to give this control to a swap of international lawyers, unaccountable bodies and treaties, anonymous and unelected civil servants, quangos and central government departments. You know, like the Conservatives <laughs> have been doing for the last 14 years. Like, what? <laughs> I just can't get over this. Yes. 
Uh, conservatives. I love want- the way, sorry, just so they, they act as if they've literally just been dropped onto planet Earth. But they do this every election. I know. Yep. The same thing. Sufferable. Yep. Conservatives want power transfer to families, communities, businesses, and individuals instead. So it's just it's just what well, hands are totally tied. Even though we've got a three hundred eighty seat majority, I mean, we've just never been able to do anything. We just want this, and we will forever say we want it and do nothing. Yes. God. Quite. So insufferable. Quite. So no path to power for these guys yet. Absolutely no self-correction mechanism, because as you said in our live stream like last week, which you can go and watch, I recommend it, uh, they are in like post-Soviet levels of denial. Yeah, There's, they're, they're just persecuting the people that are ringing the alarm bells like David Frost and saying you're heading for electoral wipeout, maybe overt course. So they're absolutely going to lose. So I think the reason that PopCon exists is to corral all of these guys, which are the five families, the people that tried to get the Rwanda bill amended to actually ensure that deportations bothered even happening under the same roof to then capitalize on when the conservatives are in opposition to stop a continuity candidate taking their place. I think that's the thinking here. And one of the reasons I think that's the thinking is because look who showed up. Why was Farage there? Now, Farage said he was there just to cover the event later on his show, but he didn't dedicate that much time to it. And I want to play a little clip of Nigel um, because his response to the question, are you getting involved in this? Very telling. Let me skip to. On this room, how many current serving Conservative members of Parliament are here? I think less than a handful. And so the point really is that whilst I agree with many of the things, not all, but many of the things that Liz Truss is saying, within the Conservative Parliamentary Party, she's part of an embattled minority. Are you joining this group? No. No, I'm not joining this group. I'm interested in the ideas, and I think after the Conservatives get thrashed at the next election, which, by the way, they thoroughly, thoroughly deserve, then I think maybe, finally, we'll get a reuniting of the right in British politics. It was briefly presented to the electorate in December 2019. It won them an 80-seat majority. The problem was the Conservative Party never really believed in the things they were putting to the electorate. Now, I think a big part of this is just how well reform do. Every vote reform gets makes a realignment of some kind more likely. Looks like you're correct. Realignment. But even if it happens, okay, they get thrashed, and then trust me, bro, this time, this time, bro, after this time, we'll finally get a right-wing go. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. That, that whole party is well, institutionally no, no. He, he's, destroyed. He's implying that the Conservatives will get wiped out and reform will take their place. Yeah, and they'll bend to his will. Yeah, and exactly. And reforms his the existing party apparatus being led by someone more amenable than Govan Badenoch will allow them to assimilate. Yeah, or... Yeah, that won't work. Like, I'm sorry, but it just will never work that you can just change the Conservative Party. We've, we've had so many attempts at this. Well, I, so many people doing it better. I'm not saying ever. be optimistic. I think you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying Farage is wrong if he thinks that. No, no, I don't think he's saying change the Conservative Party. I think what he's suggesting is that reform will overthrow the Conservative Party. And this is essentially what can be extracted from the Conservative Party that is any good. Oh, a replacement could work. Yeah. I, I think know. that's what's being implied by Farage. Are you going to join this group? Absolutely not. Like, you could see but the confidence. clearly getting <laughs> in line with me. Yeah, but you could see the confidence there. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, it'll, it'll depend how well reform do. It, you can see that he's thinking, I'm going to absorb all of this. I'm just going to suck all of this up and be the right in Britain. Part of the reason I think this is because during Liz Truss's speech, she made the joke that she doesn't get invited to any Downing Street or Westminster dinner parties. What she does get invited to are all of the GB News parties. 
invited to the Christmas party. Again, she's not a presenter, but her colleagues and her allies are presenters. Yeah. And also got invited to the Conservative Party pom- conference party with Priti Patel to do karaoke with Nigel Farage. So if you think the politics works on relationships, there's clearly a strong relationship here between GB News, former IEA, Telegraph, Farage, and the dissident Conservative MPs that were kicked out of cabinet after being elected on the Brexit mandate that hasn't been carried through. And so this was the consequence that I'll end on. Afterwards, Chris Hope was reported, as, as per GB News, that 70 donors and 30 Conservative MPs went to Jacob Rees-Mogg's house for a strategy meeting. So more MPs than were actually in attendance decided to rock up and be amenable to joining this effort. Total cowardice, though. I agree. Frustrating. Yeah. Do we expect any better of the Conservative Party on, on the precipice of collapse? So this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is going to be the great saviour of the British right. I'm not saying that we're going to get our naive Bekele rising up from this. But keep an eye on this, because I genuinely think that this is some kind of coordinated effort to refertilize the soil after a Conservative defeat. Well, let's move on. I was going to say something, but you know what I think. So I need the mouse. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All righty. I, th- I think Farage is basically going to try and flip a bunch of these people. Yeah. He's, he's being a tactician. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been quite clever about it. Who knows? There's, there's like a year or whatever left. And then Not even. God knows what's going to happen. Not even. Radio. Well, let's, let's do something a bit more. Um, well, I don't know. What do I even call this? This is one of those segments where I don't really know what I'm doing, but we'll find out. Because I just kept seeing clips and wanted to talk about it. And it's those goggles, those damn goggles that everyone's wearing. At least is everyone United wearing States. them? I've not seen anyone wearing them. Well, the tech bros, because what are they, four and a half grand? Something stupid? They are quite expensive. Yeah. Oh, is this the Apple thing? People who don't know what I'm talking about, just real quick, that's it. These, these are the Apple Vision goggles. Right, the goon goggles, yeah. Look kind of silly. Pretty goofy. But before we get into that, I have an announcement to make, which is, you know, as we previously made, Calvin's on side now. He's with us, and um, he's starting a crusade. So if you'd like to join the crusade, you, know, you get your suit of armor, your sword, and you type in your credit card information to lowsears.com, and then, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 it begins <laughs> like that, but it ends with taking the holy name. That's all we're saying. Well, it's th- not a financial <laughs> promise, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a goal. This is not theological advice. Yeah, there might not be promises kept, promises made on that one. But anyway, but you can come and join. And if you sign up to Gold Tier, you get to send in uh, video comments. And it's 50% off using code Crusade for the first three months. And uh, if you want to send it to him, make sure he's specific that you're sending it to him in the video you're sending. So, you know, start it with the Holy Father I have sinned or whatever you please. But anyway, back to the goggles, because the goggle-eyed freaks are at it again. And as you can see, this looked pretty goofy. These are some fellows eating their dinner in a Chinese restaurant, and they didn't take them off. They kept them on for the whole time, because it's augmented reality. So it's not that it's making up the world, but it adds screens in front of what you can see anyway. We covered this in the last Cyberpunk dystopia. I know. That's why I wanted to do it, because I knew you'd have some thoughts for sure. And this goes on quite a bit. I mean, it is very goofy, to say the least. Look at these chaps. You know what this is? This is like peak techno-Rousseauianism. It's like the ultimate form of solipsism. You expect everyone around you to accommodate you because you're basically blind and have whatever projected onto the actual real world. Meanwhile, you feel you have no obligation or social considerations to people around you. You're getting everything you want with zero social consequences, as far as you're concerned. Zero social interactions. I don't think it's like that at all, because the... They're not costing anyone anything else, and they're not blind either. You can see everything. <coughs> if everyone starts doing this, civilization has a cost. 
Well, here's the thing, because there's a way of looking at this, and I was thinking about it over lunch, is that you see it already. I mean, we had it especially when we were teenagers, and you, you just look at your phone, you're typing while yep. walking, or watching stuff, or the headphones on all the time. That, that's a change. That didn't exist in the 90s, and it exists now. And this just seems to be the logical conclusion of that, because these things can't do anything that your phone can't. It's just that the screens are in front of you in virtual reality. So... I don't know. I mean, this won't so be... embarrassing, though, isn't it? It is kind of cringe, don't get me wrong. This won't be the, the ultimate change. <laughs> well, that's what you're seeing. But I suppose an old man looking at a guy using a smartphone would see it stupid as well. Well, yeah. we'll get to that opinion later. But it is. You Stop are right. around and you got that phone. It is goofy as heck. I mean, this is a guy on the, on the subway. And of course, when there's just one of you doing it, it does look really weird. But I mean, if everyone on that train was doing it, they're on their phones, for example. Then if everyone... If everyone was on the train in these goggles, I would definitely say that something has gone wrong with civilization. But I imagine you see it the same way with everyone on their smartphones. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Because that's that's all I'm looking at this as. Because people think that it's a massive change. I really don't think it's that big of a change. We're already in that kind of hellscape. It's just that this looks a bit more hellscape because it's on your face. But anyway, they're uh, not the only ones. I mean, this guy is getting in his fighting technique. So Jonathan Pye. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, very happy to tell you that you can you can learn to fight while using the goggles. Finally got into Westminster. I don't know why he's wearing it like in between your sessions in the office because he's wearing a full suit as well. Decided mm. so he'd do some workouts, but it's a civil yeah. servant defeating white supremacy. God, there is a certain kind of human being that is going to be Take way more insufferable. So- <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you're right. Yeah, uh, but there's. Uh, you know, most people, if they did this, <laughs> if the price came down, because it's three and a half grand, if this became $500, for example, and it worked just as well, and the way technology goes, I imagine that's going to be the case in sure. five years. Yeah. A lot of people would get this, I reckon. And then it could go down even further to be cheaper, and then you don't actually need a phone anymore. It's just on your face. Yep. And it's going to get smaller and more, uh, well... Less intrusive. Less Eventually, it will just be a little chip or something you have literally... Be contact your face or something like that, and it'll just project something in front of your eyes that no one else will basically see. Because we definitely are getting there at this point. Because I mean, this technology, like in this example, these ones, these guys checking it out, it does physically work. And um, but there is some people are going to be way worse for sure. Influencers, they're just cancerous human beings on the best of days. Yeah, and they walk around with their cameras, live streaming as they do whatever for attention. <laughs> they walk into a shop and break one of the TVs and wonder why they get arrested. Yeah, I mean, the people who are just chasing clicks endlessly and they like play like racist songs in a, a foreign country to try and get attention. I mean, yeah, these guys, these guys are going to do what they're going to do, which is be insufferable. I think this guy. I'll even start it off the audio because it just. Starts. All right, all right. I have chat in front of me at all times. Imagine being that dealer. Imagine being a dealer and you've got some guy talking about the chat in front of him and you're just like, oh, oh God. <laughs> this, is, this is the logical extension of city living and public transport. Because even without your phone, if you're on public transport with a friend, you're kind of lonely in a public place because you're having possibly a private conversation with everyone in earshot and everyone just has to accommodate you by pretending they just can't hear you. So this is the same thing. This is just ratcheting up that logic. So there's, there's an aspect of that I think already exists that's even worse, which. Um, there is an ethnic line too, if we're honest. Yes. Which is Arabs. Yeah. Hello, Arabs. Oh my God, get off your phone. <laughs> yeah, you haven't invented earphones in the subcontinent. I don't want to hear your Greedo language. Well, well it's, it, you know, you're calling your loved ones. It's usually the mum. That's, for, you know, I love family values. That's, that's great. But for the love of Christ, um, it, the phone goes, it, just go on the phone, put the earphones in. You don't have to have your mother on, on speakerphone whilst FaceTiming her and 
You know, as someone who dated an Arab, that's definitely an Arab thing, and I've, I've noticed it a lot, and I'm not the only one. But anyway, um, public service announcement's over. There is you know, some other people, of course, um, as I mentioned, in, you know, influencers. I hate that word, but I think there is a correct usage of it. Yeah, yeah, I think this sort people. of person is an influencer. Well, there's another one, of course, because I mentioned pranks. Um, some guy decided to watch porn on speaker. This is why I called it the goon goggles. Yeah, be pub- permanently plugged into the gooniverse. But not everyone has to do that, of course. Um, there's this guy who just does work. Thank God, no, hang on, go back a sec. Thank, uh, thank God that woman's just come out. No, 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 knock this off. Oh, he's playing it out loud as well. Like, it's for attention. It's, it's for a video. The yeah. same way that you go into a Walmart and give someone fake. Uh, sorry, you give them the, yeah. the free phone and then they get arrested as they leave. Because it wasn't free, you just took it off the rack. That sort of uh, annoying people. But they'll be annoying all the time anyway. This guy is a bit delusional. He walks into a coffee shop and is doing a review of the goggles. And says that no one was looking at him, so it's pretty cool how nobody notices it. And it's like, no, no, it's definitely noticed. I don't even notice. It's just like you're a pervert. You're a sick freak. It doesn't matter if no one notices. What? Like you're, if no, if you're, so if you're watching something weird in public, basically. Oh, he's not. He's oh, right. That's why I thought you were going from the. Like, no, right, no, just okay. the last guy is being an annoying freak. Oh, because when you said it, uh, nobody, it's kind of cool because no one notices. Like that's oh, what no, I thought no. you meant. Okay. He was just talking about the goggles in general. Right. Okay. But there, there is a joke going around that the people who hate it, of course, are just going to assume that these people are watching pornography all the time to try and demonize it. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. It's just, honestly, I, I, I would be more on your side when we did that cyberpunk thing and that mindset. Yeah. But the more I think about it, it's just the march of time. And yeah. it might be horrible. You know, you might take that view, but you can't stop it. Just don't wear it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just obsessed with the aesthetics of the thing. I mean, if you were going to morph into a literal bug man, it wouldn't be very much further than this. Yeah. Like you, you've actually got now like bug eyes <laughs> on the front of your face. Terrible design, for sure. I like, did actually prefer Google Glass because at least it looks kind of techy. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it looks it look matrixy techy. or something. No, no, no. You look like you're morphing into a literal bug, just so you know. So, I mean, this one's a particularly funny one where he's just walking down the street, but that, that bug man thing, <laughs> it's, it's like the weirdest ski goggles. Yeah. But there we are. That's how it looks for people who aren't using it, right? And yeah, that, that criticism's fine. It's true. Looks, looks strange, for sure. But then I thought, um, would, would I like this? So I thought I'd go and check it out and see what can you get exactly. You're going to buy one. Well, that's, I'm not going to buy it, obviously, because it's three and a half grand. But if the price point changes, and it probably will in the next five years to being $500 instead, you know, that's, that's a, an easier deal for like, hey, Do why not? Do the podcast with one eye. Hey, you could. I mean, but everyone at home would be wearing them as well, because that's how the world goes. So this is um, the, the case for them, I suppose, which is this guy here, he's doing his, his workout, and you can set up screens, so this is his viewpoint, wherever you like of whatever you want to. It's kind of like being in Gmod back in the day, yeah. which is, I, I don't know how that became relevant again, but there we are. So you can continue watching, oh God, what is he watching there? Subway Surfers, isn't it? He's just watching Subway Surfers. Someone plays Subway yeah, Surfers. He's, he's, You're kidding he's, me. Yeah, he's, he's imagining that he's running on the treadmill like a subway. This is what I'm saying. It's juvenile. Don't do it. I think, I think you could do better things with what to watch. But well, More importantly, I think actually not being constantly stimulated yes. is good for your brain. And this constant simulation makes you a dopamine addict who can't go any amount of time. Terribly sorry. Just in your own thoughts and in your own head. Like this is an escape from having to think about things. That's the problem with this. Well, that's that's the problem with modern society already. It's not even yeah. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's this. I mean, at least. But how do you interact phone, with that? You know, because at least, no, no, at least with your phone, at least you have to physically do something. Like this is just now. It's just in front of my eyes all the time. 
Also, like constant screen overexposure. Hello, it does burn your eyes out. So that's going to be an even worse problem. So I don't know about that because the the way the screen works on this is really weird. Like it's not normal technology for sure. But maybe absolutely if it, if it does. But the the, the idea that um, this would be the thing that destroys the the ability to sit and watch a movie, I, that, I think that's gone. I, I don't think the phone and this are that really different in that regard. Yeah, but then you don't you don't have to do it. Just like it, it's better to unplug than adopt continually adopt. Sure, and like you know, we could take this position. Like us three could opt out of the matrix, but what's going to happen to the most of humanity? Oh yeah, yeah, they're still going to be addicted to the Because I mean, have you ever checked out? I mean, you sh- I'm sure you get shorts, right? And there's like a movie clip on half of the screen, and the other half of the screen is Subway Surfer or someone playing GTA and falling down a. I can't watch this 30 just- second movie clip without <laughs> some sort of autistic lights flashing in my face. You just don't understand, Callum. Yeah, but that that's that's what works. Is that a thing? So, yeah, no, it is. Huge thing. If you ever check out shorts or, or, or Facebook shorts or whatever, um, I mean, there are guys who made uh, Twitter videos telling you how to make money doing it. So a bunch of people jumped on as well doing that. Because if you make them, people watch them. And you'll end up with a million views per short and you'll end up with a few hundred bucks extra per month. And so, okay, that's um, it's kind of like making spam ads. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's, that's the world. I'm just saying, when the Luddite revolution comes... I'll be leading it. <laughs> but would you want to watch YouTube videos or watch music or listen to Jordan Peterson or whatever on a screen whilst running on a treadmill rather than CNN, which the yeah, gym supplies? I've got headphones. I can put my headphones in. Yeah, so this is just the logical extension of that. Yeah, I so. don't have to see it all the time. That's part of the... I, I, I think I'm there is actually something in more touch with the real world. Yeah. yeah, There is something more to this. But you are right. It is a logical extension of what already but you can You can see it perfectly in that snapshot actually which is the of course in the 90s you'd look at the tv while running and in this case the guy's just got his own tv yeah. and we'll cover that up yeah, sadly yeah. with subway surfer in this case but you know to each their own um there is a guy here showing off what it can do and this is kind of interesting so i'll, I'll play this big screen tv set up on my wall gordon ramsay showing me how to cook above the stove notes right here for some groceries can walk around freely Here's what it looks like when it's on. You're goofy. Bugman. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. Catch. Thank you. And as we walk around the house, everything stays pinned exactly where we left it. And that's it. Let me know if you have questions. You get home Uh, from your long day at work. Hello, family. And you've got that on. And your kids have all got one on. And your your dog's got one on. No. Well, they don't have kids, yeah. obviously. Well, yeah, they're dinks, um, yeah. Well, as mentioned, times are going to change. That's the three and a half grand prototype version, proof of concept. And when it's $500 and doesn't look like that, it's, it's going to be a different world. But I mean, there's definitely an advantage there. You don't need to buy a TV ever because yeah, you can have one that's 4K wherever you want and then multiple. But there's something so solipsistic about this. Yes. It's like, I'm the very center of the universe. Because I mean, like, with the, the point with the TV, okay, be like, okay, well, it's TV's bad for your eyes, sure. But at least there's a shared experience there, right? Everyone in the room has to watch the same thing. They has to have to listen to the same thing. They've all gone through the same thing. At least have a point of reference that each one recognizes. No, 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 no. This is just me. You've no idea what's on my goggles, blah, blah, blah. Why would I bother interacting with anything outside of the goggles? Eventually, it'll just become, there's just no need. I've got well, so much stimulation coming into me. Obviously, I don't need it. it. Like him and his wife could sit and watch the same thing. It's, it's going to be. They, they, they could but it's going to be something they have to opt into. Right? Mm. The thing about television is you didn't have a choice. 
Like, well, what was gone. on the TV was on the TV. I know that's gone. Yeah, but like I'm not is, saying that's is, a good thing though. Yeah, but this this is what I find great and it is a is a great example of why I think this isn't just a fad because Simpsons, for example, we all know early Simpsons. We all love early Simpsons. <clears throat> we all got the memes and everything else. Uh, what modern show has that power? Well, nothing yeah. because that was the perfect time of television dominance and then the perfect show for that era. And uh, no one below us has any kind of the same reference. They'll have some shows they've watched together, but nothing like that. And it's this, this argument, the one you're laying out, I can see the truth in it. Don't get me wrong. But I remember when you were reading to me Peter Hitchens complaining about central heating. He's not wrong. Because all of a sudden, the whole family do not sit in the same room and, and have wrong. shared experiences. They're in their own rooms instead, just working yeah. on the radios. Logical conclusion is yeah. this. Yeah, um, if you want running water or central heating, I mean, it does end up like this. Go back to Wattle <laughs> so, and Dorb. You are going to end up a bit um, Ancapis, so not Ancap, what's the, Anprim, if you were. Yeah. you going down that. Now, it's hard to tell what's real and what's people taking a piss. So forgive me if this is wrong, but I, I saw someone showing off what they believe to be a night vision because it maps the space in front of you. Yeah. So you, you don't actually need to be able to see in the dark anymore because the, the goggles just do it for you. Does it map the mugger? Um, presumably, yes. It, it changes his face to more Caucasian complexion. <laughs> uh, if Apple get their way. Well, I was going to say, this is, this is also the concern about solipsism. Anyone can get like a mod for this. Yeah. So mm. what's, the, what's the moral argument to stop someone walking down the street with like a nudity mod, basically, on this? Because it's like, well, you can't see it. It's not harming you. It's, mm. it's making you a, a bubble of moral inconsiderateness. I mean, there are people who probably walk around thinking about what everyone looks like naked right now. Yeah, so it's, they're, they're it's, awful to do that. But that, they'll be the people installing the mod just to live the, their dreams. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, and they're horrible people. I don't think we should. I don't think it's I'm good not, that the technology exists to facilitate that. You can't stop it. I understand, but it's just like that's bad. It's it's just the world moving to. So there's there's this guy who decided to get Elon Musk vision that he's celebrating here. He's sitting in his Tesla and he actually tweeted at Elon and Elon retweeted this, being like, "Oh, it's fantastic." It's him scrolling through Twitter, of course, in his Tesla. And there is something about that's just like. Oh, God. Could you imagine if all the technology was owned by the same guy or company? The horrors you can inflict. So, there's that. It's just too much stuff. Yeah. There's, there's also... Not paying attention to any of it. There's also toilet vision, of course, because... Oh, that'd be um, great for you, Carl. Yeah. yeah. People go to the toilet with their phones. This is normal. Now, yeah. you can take a poop wherever you like. You can make up that you're on a mountain. Isn't this a Rick and Morty episode? Yeah. And now it's reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, this guy decided he doesn't um, uh, take, go to the toilet where he uh, lives. Instead, Average Redditor. He, he breathes in the, the sweet air, but no, they can't mod that. But he, he, can, <laughs> yes. he can smell, he can see the, the sweet air. Use there. the loo right next to the Ganges and it'll feel really authentic. I, I, I imagine that as a mod. <laughs> but there we are. So that's, A billion that's... Indians have installed it from America. <laughs> There's also um, some arguments about how maybe this is a good thing. Maybe talking to women will be better than ever because you won't have to look at them. So there's, there's that side of the people using it. They'd rather look at their spreadsheets or Andrew Tate quotes. So there we are. That's a thing. And then there's just a guy who's made a big list of stuff that I don't have time for, but it's you know viewing homes. So if you want to move house, you want to view what the other home looks like, you can do it. So that's an option. Um, AI companions, less interested in that. Hang on. Sure. Hang on. That's go, go back to the AI companion. The Lonely millennial women mod. No, 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 no. <laughs> Talking to women, why would I bother? Why would anyone bother talking to another human being when I've got constant, non-stop, interactive feedback from someone who actually is programmed to be the thing I want them to be. It's Blade Runner 2049. I haven't so, seen it. So that I'm less worried about because I really don't think there's a replacement. 
Uh, I don't think it actually will ever be good enough to do that. It will for the dysgenics that can't talk to women. And then, and then you get the sort of replicate AI where it's like nude women. Yeah. It'll completely replace social interaction. I do wonder if you're a dysgenic who can't talk to women anyway. What's the difference? Um, don't be a dysgenic. Yeah, I'm not saying you should. I'm saying if they're not going to talk to women anyway, but then there's going to be what their life changes. There's, so there's I'm never going to reproduce. There's hello, Lotus is out of context. Uh, there's guys that are going to get married and have kids and have an easier time of it. And there's people in the middle who have not a really low genetic ceiling. And if they put a bit of work in and got some confidence and got in better shape and earned some money, they'd have a nice and happy life, right? The edge cases, yeah. Yeah, those edge cases are going to follow incentives and fall into the dysgenic high robo-wife category. But um, also, the edge cases will draw the center more narrow yeah. as well. You could also just learn to play the piano, which I, I think is quite cool. Believe it or not, there are ways of learning to play the piano that don't require this. No, but it helps. Because as you can see, like... <laughs> The, the point is just what are the advantages. And uh, I'm not saying that this doesn't help, but the thing is, part of, and I, I know this because I'm literally teaching my son to play piano. I don't play piano, he does. Um, part, part of the skill that you learn is overcoming the difficulties, right? And so if you've got this instruction in front of you, well, are you actually learning it or are you just kind of programming yourself? You, know, you haven't got the ability to actually manipulate the skill. Is this not similar to, wasn't it Plato whining that people read books instead of learning them orally anymore? It's kind of well, true, honestly, though. it's true. I don't think he's wrong. You yeah. know, it's obviously a correct statement. Learning everything orally means you've got a better uh, knowledge of the thing. But that's really bloody hard. Yeah. And who's but got the time? The difficulty is where the genius comes out. Yeah. But why don't you learn everything orally then? Because it's not really actually. Well, a lot of things I do. I, I listen to lectures and read, I listen to audiobooks. You read. I've seen you reading books. You yeah, cheap. I know because some things I can't, <laughs> some things I can't get on audiobook. I've seen you watching so videos. In fact, you <laughs> yeah, but videos are fine because that's oral. Well, there's uh, another example here. This I think we're already actually in. So this is translations. So real world yeah, translations. That's, fair enough. That's again, actually you should learn the language. No, um, this, English. This is language. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, coming here, of course. But if you're going abroad, it already is the case. The best thing you can actually English. do is pull out Google Translate. And I've, I've had this myself. The, the feature to speak into it offline and have it perfectly translate for the person you're talking to. Yeah. It is good enough for all European languages, at least at this point. Now, the Asians may be more hard, but there it's we are. It's pretty decent for Japanese. Yeah, well, there we go. Um, keeps going. I mean, some drawing and whatever, and you know, who gives a crap? The, the cooking one I find a bit cringe. It's just like, I don't know. Well, what's the problem? I, I just have a passion about um, bad cooking. That's all. What do you mean a passion about bad cooking? Oh, doing it where you oh, a pinch of this, a pinch of that, blah, 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 and then it turns out crap because I'm bad at cooking. But anyway. That's how I do it, and it always turns out great. Oh, well, I'll learn one. Oh, this I hate with a dying passion. This I thought was just stupid. Gamification, oh, yeah. tidying up of your apartment. Basically, you, you have zero conscientiousness and no ability to defer gratification, and so you need to turn life into a bloody video game with a heads-up display just to vacuum your own apartment. Yeah. That's pathetic. Well, also, I mean, this particular mod, I think this is actually fake. I don't think this is actually real because you'll see in a minute. I don't think this actually works, obviously, because he's missing parts, for starters. And then I think there's another version down here, or maybe it's not. But there was another version where someone mapped it with green, and you hoover up the green, and it just shows you which parts you missed. You can do that in your head. You don't need a computer for that. Come on. Like, unless you've actually got a blow to the head. But, but, you, but you're not the person that watches the Subway Surfers YouTube shorts. They need that just to get out of bed in the morning. I have a guilty conscience. I must confess something. I have, yeah. Yeah. Well, you sat there. Doesn't surprise me. I've, I've had to block YouTube shorts because I realized like it hooks you and then you realize like, what am I doing in my life? So I, yeah, I go in and block shorts now every day so I don't have to see them. 
because once they get you, man, they get you. I bet. I'm not. I don't. It's awful. But this says some other ideas. You know, Formula One. You want to see it in real time or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. That that if you go back up to Formula you want One. See Formula thing, One. That's that's quite good. Having a nice little like map, you know, top down map, so you can see where they are on the track and stuff. I could see the appeal of that if yeah. you know if you watch Formula One. Messing with stuff. Some other guy messing with stuff. It goes on. There are advantages. All I'm getting at. Not everyone's happy, of course. I mean, this Christian man tried it, and he said, "I think this is actually a massive next step to the Antichrist." Yes, I knew you'd like that. She's right. And in, uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ, and he's come. To... <laughs> so, yeah, he's I'm... losing a game of virtual chess. Yeah, yeah I, of all the things to be upset about, chess on the moon is <laughs> it's not really the, the worst end of this. Yeah, but no, so, so but... When, when people say technology is demonic, they mean that technology is rendering human relationships and human labor obsolete. And that is a perfect example of it. You literally don't need a relationship with anyone in the real world ever again. But then we end up being with Peter Hitchens, which is, you yes. know, to get rid of the central heating. It's, it's destroying the family. I'm listening. Which, yeah, I'm open to it. Uh, you, hey, look, players write about the reading books. It's bad for you. But it's, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Proof of your argument, Plato, well, this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just obviously ridiculous and no life is ever going to continue like that. So there we are. Um, although the best put down out of all of this, I must say, it actually did come from an odd source. It is Andrew Tate who came out and said, uh, three and a half grand for looking like an effing dork. Why? Most of you are doing it for free. So <laughs> Now sign up to Hustlers University. <laughs> so there we are. Um, yeah, don't know where that was going. Um, hopefully that's something. If not, I think it is just the case that this will become reality. As that price point goes down, it certainly seems there's enough advantages that the, the mass population will end up doing that instead of their phones. And as mentioned, I mean, it does seem to just be an extension of your phone. So, um, I don't know. Uh, live in fear or get excited, if, if that's your future. Let's move on, I suppose. God, I hate the future so much. Don't, You're buy, in the don't buy the goon goggles. I'm not, it's not even fear, it's disgust. <laughs> like, it's genuine disgust. <laughs> By the time travel, just go back to Plato and be like, mm, books, what about audio books, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, Plato, put on the goon goggles. <laughs> 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 just yeah. Oh, I just can't take him, and I just I hate the future. The, everything about it has been a profound disappointment. You got to remember when when we were kids. Like, oh, by the way, we're gonna have flying cars and like things are gonna be great. And it's like, yeah, turns out that actually everyone's gonna be like a weird, lit-breasted consumer who's got no money and got no future and got nowhere to go. But it's actually gonna be an actual bug, like with a masturbation machine and some soma intake. Living on Plato's goon cave. Yeah, yeah, living on Plato's goon cave. It's like, well, why would you want this? Like, one of the things that was promised about the future was authenticity, right? Things would be authentically awesome. You will have a flying car. You will fly to Mars on your flying car and you will land on Mars and this will be amazing. And then you'll have sex with a green alien. You were lied to, yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> what are you talking about, you man? Won't, you won't have any of those things. What you'll have is the virtual experience of doing those things. And then you'll turn it off, see that you're in a five by five square box and then put on the, the, the mountain thing where you take a dump. And when so, it gets too much, you just ask the government to kill you. Yeah, then you'll just be like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, just euthanize me now. You know the problem with flying cars, right? Because you know they're real. Oh, I'm sure there are loads of problems with flying cars. No, no, the technology is perfect. We've oh, been sure. able to do it for decades. Yeah, but I'm sure there, there are enough crashes when it's bloody two dimensions. That's the problem. Yeah, I it's know. It's the humans. Of course it's the humans. <laughs> Always the humans. But the, but the point is, at least it would be an authentic flying car <laughs> crash. All right? And the children who are killed by the debris. Yeah. Reality would actually yeah. exist, whereas in the future we're going into reality it doesn't exist. And actually, when you look around, around at reality, you're like, "Wow, this is awful." I got to get back in the goon cave. 
Like, literally, the, the reality will be so terrible, it will justify the goon cave. Well, let's get back out of the goon cave and into the, the wilderness. Sorry, I'm just really... I, I hate it so much. I've got to write an article called Plato's Goon Cave now. So, I don't like being right all the time, but it happens so often, I get used to it. Um, a while ago, in fact, two years ago, uh, well, a year and a half ago, uh, we did this premium hangout on lotuses.com, which you can go sign up for £5 a month and watch. Well, I was like, look, there is enough evidence, there is sufficient evidence to suggest that there are, in fact, wild big cats living in the UK. And Callum was sceptical. I asked you to prove it. I don't think that's too harsh. Well, <laughs> there are levels of proof, right? So there is uh, inductive proof and there, there is... I saw it in a dream. Yeah, well, I, uh, <laughs> look, that's one level of proof. <laughs> but I was, that's a standard of proof I was not applying for this hangout. Right? We're not, yeah. There, there were small pieces of evidence that when taken in some inductively suggested that there were live big cats wild in Britain wandering around uh, pretty much all over the place actually um, from various sightings from various animal attacks and uh, paw prints and things like this right but no Callum that wasn't good enough for you right? that wasn't good enough I seem to recall quite agreeing with you by the end no I don't well uh, maybe but I'm going to assume that you didn't because it was two years ago oh it's funny that way alright yep yeah. <laughs> but now we have the actual solid proof that they are. And so we're going to present it. Um, so, so were you just angry that I, you thought I didn't agree with you and that's what this is? Yeah. Cool, cool, let's yeah. go. So uh, this <clears throat> from last year is uh, Tristan Cork, senior reporter for Gloucestershire Live. And he, th this has been, and, and it's not just Caleb, obviously. There's a, for some reason, in Britain. There's a series of deniers out there. No, no, most people, deniers of this. And I don't know why. Like, like this is really well covered on small news outlets in the Southwest, like Bristol, Gloucestershire, like, you know, Somerset, all that sort of thing. There's always an article like, oh, big cat spotted or, you know, sheep ravaged. Or, and everyone's like, no, there are no big cats. And there's always in the comments like, why would you deny that? Like, what's the point of denying it? It's just this normalcy bias where it's like, no, 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 that's not real. And so it comes to like this guy being like, no, 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 they do live here. And I don't care if you don't believe it. Because he says, well, look, I know they exist. I've seen one. I've spoken to lots of other people who have seen them. I've spoken to lots of farmers who have had their animals killed by them and come face to face with them. So these are definitely real. And still you get this large contingent of people saying, no, that's not real. It's like, no, it is real. You just haven't seen one yet, right? Um, he gives an example of a chicken farmer who went to his chicken coops in the morning and found that a panther had broken into them and was trapped under the chicken coops because it like clawed its way through the wooden uh, barricade outside, but couldn't get actually into the coops to kill the chickens. And so he goes in and he's just looking at this panther and the panther's looking at him and it's like, oh God, this must be awkward. Uh, he got out of the way so he could get out as quickly as possible. Um, but the guy was obviously, obviously terrified because just to be clear, these things are massive and very dangerous. You know, when you're watching a wildlife documentary, you see the leopard kill a gazelle and then drag it up into a tree. That's what the, he's seeing. Like an animal that powerful just wandering around. What? No, I don't want to interrupt. I'm listening. So that, that's what they're seeing. <clears throat> um, there was another one, a church warden just walking his dog on a Sunday morning and his dog starts going at a bush and he's like, okay, let's the dog leave. And a panther comes out and just starts trotting off. The dog obviously runs off. It's like, Jesus Christ. You know, this is a bit serious, isn't it? Uh, there was another one, a farmer in North Wiltshire. Again, don't think this is a million miles away from us or anything. Uh, one of his cows had given birth overnight, but the cow was nowhere to be found. 
They followed a trail of blood across the field and found the calf uh, in a branch halfway up a tree. To be fair, if it's not that far from Swindon, it's more likely that it's like an Eritrean in an animal costume raiding farms for halal butchers. I, I would like that to be the case, but the thing is, this is a photo. That's not a kitty. That's a big kitty. Look at the jaws on that thing. That is a panther. Wouldn't the, wasn't the source for these? Slightly edited. If I recall the uh, podcast. It is not edited. Wasn't the source for this that basically people had them back in the day when you could buy exotic animals? Yes. And then we're like, getting rid of this. Yes. In the 19th century, Victorians went out and explored the world. And a lot of them brought home big cats as like, you know, fun things to have. Look at this strange foreign exotic thing that I have. Arabs today. And then in the 60s, we, for some reason, and I don't know why we keep doing this, elected a Labour government. And the Labour government were like, well, no, we can't have big cats. Uh, they're banned. And so everyone's like, okay, so what do we do with the dozens of big cats that are around? And the Labour government was like, not our problem. Job solved. The thing has been banned. And therefore, that's the problem solved forever as far as we're concerned. And so people just like, okay, I guess we'll release it into the wild then. And now we have a breeding population of panthers roaming around the English countryside. Anyway, let's move on to the, again, you, you, you might be like, well, I mean, a picture? Um, no, no, I think that's pretty good, to be honest. But um, this was near Cheltenham. This was taken. Can I pet that dog? January 24, this year. I think the picture was actually taken in December last year, but it's a very recent picture in Cheltenham. That's not far from here. That's like 20 miles. Is this right? why you're particularly touched? Yeah, this is right? why I'm particularly near your house. Yeah. Actually, if this yeah. was happening up in Scotland, I'd be like, well, okay, that's bad. It's they not really my it. problem. It's not that they deserve it. It's <laughs> not really my problem. If it was in London, it might actually improve things. Yeah, if it was in London, I'd probably be in favor of it. Right? But the thing is, no, it's in Cheltenham. And so they found some DNA. Obviously, they found some DNA. Um, so this was from Gloucestershire, where DNA from black hair caught in a barbed wire fence uh, following a sheep attack um, was tested. Uh, and so a forensic laboratory took on the species identification task and used mitochondrial DNA analysis to ascertain a 99% plus match to uh, a black leopard, basically. So there, are, I don't know how the taxonomy of big cats works, but basically um, panthers and things like that are actually leopards that just have uh, melanin, melanated coats. I know the word melanated has been... Right. No, no, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the image and he looks like a medieval drawing of a leopard where yeah. it's fat. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of funny. But in the winter, they get a thick coat hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously it's funny. But anyway, so yeah, this, this is apparently um, totally confirmed at this point. Scientifically confirmed. Uh, and if it wasn't for all of the dead carcasses, we would just have to infer it. Because I mean, what animals are doing that exactly? And this is something that happens all the time. That one farmer came down and like came into his field and found a sheep with his head chewed off. It's like, right, what did that? The hungry, hungry Eritreans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so this appears to be exactly the case. And the thing is, so this, this lends credence to the fact that, in fact, um, people seeing things and reporting things doesn't make them mad, actually. Usually it means that there's something that's happening. Are you going to install the big cat mod to your goon goggles and just see them everywhere? No, 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 no. Callum knows where this is going. I know where this is going. <laughs> if, if people repeatedly see something, if people repeatedly catch blurry photos of things, uh, eventually it'll turn out that it's probably there's something there. Um, because these, these sightings have been happening for decades, and apparently they're increasing. 
So, I mean, there is certainly a breeding population because one, as we talked about in the previous podcast, uh, a cub was found, a dead cub was found. So it's certainly a breeding population. Um, these things are seen all the time. And so, of course, Callum, it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. I'll do your trade. I'll believe in Bigfoot if you believe, no, if you get Dan to believe in the moon landings. That's fairly easy. I think I could prove the moon landings. To Dan? Yeah. Good luck. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the moon landings. I mean, the whole like, oh, we've, we've forgotten the technology to go back there, guys. It's like, really? Have you seen the difference in stuff? That. I have seen the difference in stuff. But the, and, and oh, we destroyed a bunch of the things for some reason. Like, why would you do that? You know, the, there's, okay, so when you move, um, was it Saturn V? The massive ones they were, did for the moon. There's a crawler, and you put the rocket on the crawler, and that's allow you to move it around <clears> uh, vertically. That crawler, they've lost the technology, 40K style. They legitimately cannot build another one because the guys who made it are dead. Okay, you're really not selling me on the moon landings are real. No, but who do you think's in the engineering department now who can't make that? Sure, but they're not the only engineering department. I mean, Elon Musk could probably set up an engineering Oh, department. he could build a new moon crawler, but it's a very complicated thing and would take him a while, but he'd get it done. I'm sure he could. I'm just saying NASA can't. Yeah, I'm skeptical. Um, but anyway, the point is, I'm betting that in 2024, Bigfoot body. Could we hold you to that? Yeah, put it on bingo card. 100 pound bet. Okay. All right. Is he gonna is he gonna crawl out of a tunnel in New York City? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Because I mean, like, 2024 has been pretty crazy so far. Um God, if I lose this. <laughs> come on. Come on. Right. What I want is positive energy. <laughs> if you dress up in a Bigfoot costume, that I'm doesn't count. Dressing up. No, 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 no. It's just we're gonna so- be subscribers doing it now. Solid proof that Bigfoot exists in 2024. That's my yep. prediction. Because it's a more safe bet than any political prediction at this point. Um, but the point is, uh, going back to something that's not a joke, obviously. Um, the point is, this is a genuine concern. Um, this is a real issue because people have been attacked by these. There was one woman in Scotland who was attacked by what she described as a very large cat in front of her house. Um, she managed to get away. And there was one uh, chap in Gloucester who was riding on his bike with his 10 year old son through the woods. And he saw a huge black blur chase after his son. That only diverted when he came around the corner and saw him and therefore got scared off and ran off. But that could have been a dead kid, right? So, like, I think actually, if you're living in England, you actually have to be aware that the woods, uh, the countryside is not as safe as you may have thought. Um, and people just have to stop saying this isn't real because, no, it is absolutely real. We've got the evidence. What more would you need? Um, I haven't really got that much to say on this one, too. I'm right and everyone's wrong. And it's nice to be able to say it. I think we need the gun rolls back, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm totally in favor. Like if there are, the whole reason we got rid of the guns, let's be honest, is because there's no threats. Yeah, I mean, the UK was just such a place in the, what is it, the 80s or something that got rid of all the guns finally? There was one school shooting in Scotland, wasn't there? That uh, was the, the motivation. Pretext, yeah. The reason you can do that is because you know there's no threats in the wilderness, therefore there's no like solid gun lobby to actually stop it. Yeah. But if all of a sudden everyone is like, hmm, yeah, but if I go outside, the hungry, hungry era trains might come, then I kind of, kind of need my battle rifle back. And uh, this, like, I mean, what, one thing that the government could do, which would be good, is literally just offer a ransom, like, or offer a reward for every big cat shot, because farmers still have shotguns. Mm. So for every, you could shoot foxes and stuff. So for every cat shot. Um, They're alive. Five grand. Well, probably not five grand. I mean, How maybe, many are there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they, they think there might be up to 250 of these. 
So, um, and of course, what people are like, what are they eating? Well, deer and livestock at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one thing the government could do is put a bounty on them, frankly, which would be awesome. Get rid of them. Don't like it. I want my countryside to be safe when I'm walking out with my kids. Don't I have to take a gun with me, actually? Anyway, leave that there. All right, well, let's move to the video comments. Two female friends of mine teach English as a foreign language to fresh immigrants to Canada. You know the mix. Justin Trudeau loves diversity. While both are older, one has a fuller figure and enjoys wearing low-cut tops. It's not nearly as attractive as this picture. At the end of term, she's thanked by her class. She told me that several times she's had one of them say, Thank you so much for teaching us. It was a pleasure. It's such a shame you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. Based. The, the, teaching people English doesn't suddenly make them Canadian or British. It doesn't work. No. Have you heard of magic soil? Yeah, I was going to say, I do have a thesis on that, Callum. I've got a worse story about this. I may have told it before. Um, but a friend of mine, he's worked in Afghanistan over various years. And one of the programs the UN decided to do was to rehabilitate Taliban members who had, you know, they'd done their time. So we'll, we'll teach them skills and, and make them good Westerners. And the idea was, as you had these, uh, this company got paid by the UN and then they imported some uh, people who were up for it, so uni students, overwhelmingly female doing international relations. And they turned up and they would teach them like woodworking or other such pointless tasks. Yeah. And the company would make millions. And the girls who came over, one day they decided they would have a Christmas party in an Islamic country, but they would explain to the Taliban pluralism and all the rest of it. So they brought some fizzy pop and some snacks and a Christmas tree and some music to dance to. And because they were dancing to the music, the Taliban, well, yeah. ex-Taliban guys, took some of the girls out and raped them. Yeah, it went Jesus, bad. Jesus, that accelerated. And this went to court under the puppet government that the Americans had set up. And even in the American puppet state, it went to court. And the court ruled that because they were dancing, it was their own fault. And in which case, the men were all let off. And the UN company that contracted all this, no repercussions, no change in policy, just carried on as it was. And it's like, yeah, no, just teach some people some woodworking and a little bit of English. Good yeah, no, lord. No more dancing. There, there, yeah, there is a lot more to culture than, than just, oh, you know, this immigrant speaks English now perfectly. He knows where the comma goes. Yeah, like, we've taught them to speak English. Why? So they can call us whores. Yeah, it's it's awful story, but it's, uh, it's a more extreme version of, I think, what you're getting out there, Alex, which is the, these people are very, very, very different. And the, the level of integration required <clears throat> for those places is infinite. Well, that was sad. Do we have another video comment? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Website comments now. Let's right. go to the written ones. Uh, do, we do, do you want to do them for each segment? Or do you, want uh, to? you can do yours. Okay. Uh, Chance Bell. Popcorn isn't sending their best. Yeah. Some, I assume, are. No, no. That's the, no, 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 no. That's the problem. They are sending their best. Right. That is genuinely the problem. Like, who, who would you look at in the Conservative Party and say, no, I'd rather them be the person? Miriam Cates. One person. Yeah. Genuinely. Like, literally yeah. one person. Yeah, one person. You know, they, <laughs> like, all I'm thinking is, if you went back 50 years, you'd probably find a bunch of MPs who would be articulate and intelligent. Mm. Yeah, the general character of their education, yes. When is 50 years ago now? 1974. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the politicians then. But look at Thatcher. Look at the like. Uh, look, actually, you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, I'm less convinced. You don't have to like them. 
but they could at least articulate their position quite sensibly and present a positive vision confidently that people would be able to at least buy into, whether you, whether you, you know, agree with the consequence or not. Even Labour were much better at this. They spoke as if they had the mandate of history. Yeah, but they, and they, but they spoke as if they understood what was going on as well. Yeah. Like, watch any interview for, with a politician from the 70s. I mean, there used to be, like, hour-long, long-form interviews that were just broadcast on TV where someone would sit down with a politician and have an intellectual discussion on the subjects of the day. I don't think Liz Truss could do that. Richard Nixon used to do loads of those. Yeah. Very eloquent. Thatcher's done a bunch. You know, and she's actually not bad, to be honest. You know, again, whether you agree with the philosophy or not, at least you can articulate it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, what, Pretty Patel? No. Like, Swella Braveman, Liz Truss? Swella's done ones before, and she's all right, yeah. actually. Yeah, but... it, yeah, yeah, but who do you even compare them to? Because I'm thinking the various oligarchies around the world. I mean, Bashar al-Assad or Orban or Vladimir yes. Putin. It's on another level. Yeah, where they'll sit and give a two-hour lecture, yeah. and it's it's not just shite. It, it's yeah. actually at least interesting. I mean, the only yeah. the only person I would expect in the Conservative Party who could carry an intellectual conversation like that is Mog at this point, and that's only because he's obviously had the most phenomenal education possible because of who he is. Kate's can is just that she's been uh, hamstrung, but that's like literally two people. That's yeah. yeah. But speaking of as well, uh, Tucker's interview drops tonight. Yeah, I know. I just a quick can't wait. I mean, the reaction has been bonkers and obviously shows that we are all with Russia, right? The fact that, you know, if we're not all with Russia, why is this a problem, right? So, but I mean, what do you think is going to be the consequence? Do you think he's going to get in trouble? No. You don't think uh, so? I, th This is very much social media doing its thing, in my view. Okay. People are getting angry about an interview that they haven't seen and can't because it's not out yet. I mean, this is why I wanted to do something about it because I'll, I'll watch it and I'll have some thoughts. Yeah, we'll cover but, it Monday. And I was thinking, should we do the insane reaction to Tucker's interview? But then I thought, well, it's not even out. Who are all these people? What are you doing with your lives? And it was like, I hate him. Didn't yeah. the EU say they weren't going to let Tucker travel to Europe? Yes. Yeah. This has been something Guy Verhofstadt. Again, it's, if it was just like pundits or talking heads or whatever, social media goons who are saying this, fair enough. But it's genuinely Guy people. Verhofstadt. Yeah, it's, it's Guy Verhofstadt. Yeah, he is a bit of an EU meme. Yeah, but sure. he's also like, really important and influential in the EU. Well, he is. He, he's on the like lunatic federalized now side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's is yeah, where they're going. I get you. Sure, but he's not a nobody. And he actually yeah. pulls power, levers of power to make things happen. Like, it's I mean, entirely possible that Tucker gets the sort of Lauren Southern treatment and is banned from just ever going to well, the Piers, EU. Piers Morgan was banned from Ukraine after interviewing Zelensky. So Tucker's going to be, yeah, right, okay. be that earlier today. So Tucker's going to have the same treatment. Well, there was the suggestion, I, I don't, I have no idea whether or not this was true. Someone said he's been placed on a quote-unquote hit list. Yeah, which is possible. That's the Ukrainian one. Yeah. It's not actually a hit list. It's a, uh, people get confused, so yeah. it's, it's not a surprise. It's a list of people who are against Ukraine. Yes. Some of them have been uh, assassinated by the Ukrainian state. So that's, that's, that's pretty substantial considering we're currently paying the Ukrainian state. Yeah. So one of the most powerful people in the EU is like, maybe Turkey should be banned from the EU. It's possible that he gets assassinated by an insane Ukrainian nationalist. Uh, the people they've assassinated, the Ukrainian state have assassinated, mm -hmm. it's people in Russia. Mm. So, for example, um, Alexander Dugin was targeted and yeah. ended up killing his daughter yeah. instead. It's, it's that level of... Yeah. Tucker's probably still in Russia. Yeah, he is. The, the point being that that's a country you're at war with. Sure. So killing one of their citizens sure. blatantly is not a problem. Yeah, but they're, ba they're basically sure. putting him on the same level as Alexander Dugan in the Ukrainian yeah. mind. That's, so it's, that's not, it's not inconsequential. I'm not I saying that Tucker Carlson will be killed. I'm saying that they are seeing him as an enemy of the state. 
And it, yeah, I it, just think it's not that serious. Oh, I think it's pretty serious. I mean, in is the it, EU thing, for example, if he flies to Hungary, mm-hmm. they might kick him out. No, maybe not. But if he flies to France, they may arrest him. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So it's that's pretty substantial. That's pretty serious, man. I know. I'm making the point of if he turns up, they arrest him for what exactly? Oh, who knows? Uh, aiming a bet. Like they'll kick enemy. him out. They'll deport him from France. Yeah, but they they might they, look. I think if there's one thing we can uh, justifiably say at this point is they will trump up charges against people who they feel as a, who are a genuine threat against the narrative and orthodoxy. I mean, I don't think it's beyond the pale. That, could happen, you're right. I don't think it's beyond the pale that Joe Biden tries to do something. Yeah, well, loads of these American commentators are usually part of the American intelligence agency. Like exactly. They at least get the talking points fed to them. So if you don't think the American government's watching this like a hawk and saying, yeah. Tucker Carlson well, is colluding with an enemy or has yeah, leaked yeah, yeah. American secrets or some bollocks like this, then... I, I, I know that for sure because he said it in his announcement. That they they organized an interview before and Joe Biden fucked it. Man. Yeah. Oh, they right. were monitoring yeah, yeah, their text messages. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So I, I if you, I I think it's entirely possible that Joe Biden will take some sort of executive action against Tucker Carlson for listening to what Putin says. Like, I I think legally there's nothing you can do, but if they want to go hypothetically, that's yeah. totally yeah, it's a card on extra legally would probably be the best term. At yeah. This point. I mean, you know, I I can. Nah, but Joe Biden is breaking the law. Yeah, but there'll be someone in Biden's administration that's like, we will make it legal. Yeah, well, do, you remember, do you remember General Michael Flynn? They got him on yep. the Logan Act, which yeah, was only yeah. violated once in the 1800s for yeah. saying that you'd, you'd been colluding with Vladimir Putin. Yeah. They've got the pretext to do it. Yeah, and right. they've got precedent. So, I, I, I mean, it's brave of Tucker Carlson to do this. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that they've reacted with such venom shows that there's a very soft spot here. I mean, they are genuinely worried that the American people will hear Putin saying things that are actually kind of reasonable and be like, yeah, well, you did not, do this. Did that. Not just that. I was saying to Josh. I think they're really worried about it. Do you reckon Putin's going to turn around and go, okay, here's evidence that the US blocked Nord Stream? Just flat out. Maybe. Just, it's entirely possible. The Washington Post already ran an example, uh, an article saying, here's the Ukrainian general who was in contact with the Americans when it blew up. Yeah. So this looks suspicious. So and Joe Biden saying we'll make it happen. Yeah, like it's undoubtedly but that's damning so the American State Department. If you were Putin's team, that's that's the best thing you could do. Yeah, exactly. Um, sadly, uh, knowing some people in Moscow and whatnot, that they won't make the most of this. I think, and they'll, they'll probably end up not doing anything as near as cool. I mean, one of the things I'm really scared they'll probably do this, which is they'll they'll throw in some bloody active measures in the middle of it. Some disinformation that then obviously can get disproven because yeah. one of the ways that would be really silly. Yeah, one of the ways um, they do things occasionally is, is they, they, I don't Still they, they shoot themselves in the foot for no reason because even from their perspective, it's mad. Is they'll fund their own opposition, and the idea is that then you've got uh, not to be controlled, but to be legitimate, is so that then there's chaos because you don't know are they really controlled or not. Didn't they just ban the guy that was the anti-war candidate ahead of the next election? You're thinking of Zelensky or the no woman. Putin. The woman? No, 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 no. It's a bloke this morning. They've banned ahead of the next Russian election. They've banned the opposition party. Um, I saw a, I saw a story coming. You'd have out to be more morning. specific because there's a there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I so, know there's one there was one guy they definitely banned as of this morning. But what I was saying is that they they'll do stupid stuff like that. So they may even treat Tucker that way and put in false things that can be easily debunked to try and make him smeared, and it'll it just hurts everyone. Yeah. So I, that's the thing. I, I really think they might end up even doing and it would be silly see i mean i i i'm obviously going to watch it tonight and i think that what they'll do is have putin say like Nord Stream and certain other things that are not well known in the american consciousness like the ukrainian shelling of donbass and things like this you know he'll say i think he'll give his pretext 
and these things will be true. And then there'll be a bunch of cultural stuff next week. Yeah. I think it's going to be in there as well. Yeah. Um, and I think they're worried about this because essentially, um, I don't, know, I don't, I don't think this is wise either. I think a lot of the American right will side with Putin in this, um, because he'll make kind of partisan yeah. appeal to them. A lot of them already are. Yeah, I, know. I mean, like a friend of mine in, um, uh, in Donbass, he's sending me pictures they, they keep making. So they've got these shells from North Korea. They've got shipped over. And because the Ukrainians were doing this thing where you could write on a shell, Russia started doing it as well. And they've got loads of them that are just like MAGA 2024, we love Trump on them. And, but sincerely, if you meet them and talk to them about Donald Trump, they're just like, yeah, he's fantastic. And they hate the Democrats. Yeah. Like, of course, they've got their difficulties with America, but it's not like North Korea, yeah. where they're always the enemy. So, yeah. I, well, we are talking about an interview that hasn't come out. I know. Why I was criticizing. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In, interesting predictions yeah. for what's going to happen. It is major. We'll have to cover it next week. It's come up tonight, you were saying. Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow. 8, 8 p.m. Is it this? 8 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. British? Dead of the night. Of yeah. I feel like midnight. So, yeah. so tomorrow. Yeah. Doing that. I'm excited for sure. This yeah, is yeah. probably the most exciting thing that's happened in international politics for a while. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not and, just. Yeah. <laughs> since Kim Jong un was holding hands with the South Korean president walking over, I imagine, for you. Well, Donald Trump was more interesting. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's, let's move back. Sorry. Yeah. Um, First name Mike, last name Hunt. This um, <clears throat> trust certainly isn't the sharpest knife in Julius Caesar. It's very well put. But she certainly has sway as a former prime minister, leader of the Tory party, and holder of many cabinet positions. She won't be for many leaders. Uh, she won't be the leader of any mass resistance movement. But she does have potential as a forebearer for one. Well, also, if Liz is nice but dim, yeah. if you were trying to have someone in a position of influence who is also the most persuadable, you'd probably pick her. Sure. So. And then one last one. Um, Lord Nerevar, the election will be a mutual kill as far as British culture political wars are concerned. It means at least five years of Labour rainbow tyranny across these islands, but the calamitous annihilation of the Conservative Party will inevitably cause a new right-wing movement in Parliament, whether from within the Tory party or from without. Ride the lightning until 2029 and we just might be able to salvage something of England yet. Chase the dream, lotus eaters. Well, let's hope so, but man, Starmer's just going to incompetently destroy this country. Pointing Annalise Dodds in charge of anything to do with children is actually evil. So, yeah, that's not going to be fun. Anyway, Chance says, uh, I can finally watch Subway Surfers and Family Guy funny moments and I will never be bored at a funeral again. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true and it's so depressing. This is the future you chose, Callum. I'm saying it's the one we're currently in. Yeah. Are you going to buy the bug goggles? Um, well, that was my point is that once it becomes 500 bucks, it's just going to become widely adopted. It will just be part of reality in the same yeah. way these things are. It's, I mean, these, these are weird. These are really weird when you yeah. think about them. Especially when you go, I, I mentioned to you, I watched American Pie the other day. And I, 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 it wasn't just that it's an older movie. Part of the aspect that confused the hell out of me, as in it, it was hard to identify with the characters anymore, was the lack of technology. Uh, the, the advance of the, the West on this front is, is incredible and leaves us so detached to normal life. I'm telling you, and, the 90s were a golden age. But even they would have had a... Didn't even realize it. The, the difference, I don't know what, the, the, maybe it's 100 years for them where they'd have such a disconnect. But that, you know, everyone has this as, as technology's gotten better. But the, the rapid increase is, is something to behold. And we ain't stopping it. No, you know, us three are doing nothing on the impact, no matter regardless of what we do. I don't think anyone can stop it at this point. No. Um, Rue the Day says, I hereby endorse the bullying of goggle people. They're not cool. They're silly. I need to know and feel shame. But that's the point. They don't feel shame. Right. And so I'm, you, you remember in the cyberpunk dystopia when we had the video uh, that was a mock up of what it could look like and someone comes up and stabs them? Ah, it's just going to be the way things are. 
like the diversity that can't afford the goggles who aren't because the thing is what the goggles will signify is uh someone who's bought into the paradigm right they will signify someone who follows the rules does what they're told and is essentially defenseless cyborg no 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 not no. don't what do you think about why well, every refugee has a smartphone yeah but Once they become cheap enough they'll just be part of the woodpuck maybe maybe but there will be a period of time where you've got the criminal underclass who don't have these things or have them stolen uh, and then you've got the average kuma who's wearing a suit going on his way to the google offices and is like and he'll get stabbed on the way he'll be it will mark them out as just okay this is an easy mark that is not protected by the system and will not do anything to defend himself what was it like when people first got mobile phones they didn't do that much but was it because i imagine it must have been weird to see a guy no 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 it wasn't that weird actually because they i mean they literally didn't do that much so you couldn't spend that much time on them because there wasn't that much to do so you you know if you were like okay meet me at the pub you get your phone out take meet me at the pub put your phone away go right you're gonna go meet him at the pub and i'm talking about the old the first ones oh big chunky pieces well we didn't have those because we weren't Californian executives. Okay, but that, that's what I'm thinking of because that's where we are right now with these guys. Sure. Because obviously they're, they're easy marks. God rob them, obviously, yeah, yeah. if you're a criminal. And like, you know, if, if you're... Um, <laughs> Don't do not, that. Not legal advice. <laughs> I'm saying if you were, that's what you'd be thinking. Yeah, and, it, and you know, if you're Gordon Gecko or whatever, you can see the pictures of them looking stupid, right? And that was exactly the same experience there. Um, but when when like mobile phones first became ubiquitous, they couldn't do that much. So you'd uh, ring your friend or you'd text them and then meet them at the place and you wouldn't spend any time on them. You'd be talking to people face to face. So, anyway, uh, Robert says, uh, continuous gamification of the real world is quite alarming, really. You'll actually miss living your life. Yeah, and the life you will have lived will be entirely virtual and simulated and not authentic. I hate it. I hate it. At least the, the flying car crashes would have been real. Um, Screwtape Lasers uh, says, why are the Apple Vision influencers 100% male? Because everything that has ever been developed has always been 100% male until it's proven to be safe and functional, and then women adopt it. Just the way men are. Um, HR Slave says, I think the issue with the goggles is their size and the fact VR is still a novelty. Once the tech gets down to smaller, less obvious size kits, people become, become accustomed to it. We'll see a huge uptick of people jumping on board. It's Callum position. And that is correct as well. But at some point, it'll literally be a small thing that fits next to your eye and broadcast something across your eye. And then everyone have it. No one will even notice it. I mean, one of the things I hate about it is you can't see their eyes. The fact that you're an actual bug man. Because so much of human communication is being able to see the other person's eyes, see their expression, see how they're relating to you and stuff like that. Anything that breaks that, and this is why it, like, in any, all facial coverings are just offensive in Anglo culture. That's horrific. That shows, yeah, that, that shows, for anyone who didn't hear that, John's saying, no, no, they've got cameras that will show your eyes on the outside of the goggles or something. And it's like, that's just even worse. How do you feel about sunglasses? Uh, so, well, sunglasses, the reason people look cool in sunglasses is because you can't see their eyes. No, but what you're saying about that disconnect, I definitely get it with people wearing sunglasses. Yeah, you don't talk to someone... Not like a human. Yeah, you don't talk to someone, you, you lift the sunglasses up unless you want to look cool and mysterious. One point I did make as well in the dating economics I did with Dan, even if dating apps didn't exist, the existence of a phone still atomizes people in public enough of where certain social interactions are killed. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people have never met each other as friends or as relationships because they were looking at their phone rather than catching eyes on the tube, for yeah. example. Just those sorts of things break up human relationships. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, if you, you can find like footage of people sat on the bus in the 60s and people will talk to each other. 
We'll just talk about the weather, you know, talk about the news, whatever's going on, even though these people don't know each other. And you can't even imagine that now. You know? No, I find it horrifying to look at. Like, I know the footage you're speaking of, and I look at it, and it's really weird. It's not weird. Then it, no, but then it's I have wholesome. to remind myself that it, oh, then that's obviously normal, and we yeah. live in the hellscape. Exactly. We're the ones who live in the hellscape, and you've just been acclimatized to living in hell. You know, it was good. We used to have a decent country, I swear to God. Um, and it was, it, like, even when I was young, it was, like, it was, you are right, it was kind of weird when just some old person would just start talking to you. But looking back, man, it's way better than what we've got now. But I'd rather, you know, old people talk to me when I'm 14 on the train about the weather than everyone sat on their bugman goggles, like, lining up the next thing they're going to coom to. I just, ah, horrible future. They don't even have to queue up. They've got six screens all at once. Yeah, I know. Just can't get how the world's going. Um, Mike says this technology is one step close to the world of Ready Player One. We already have the pollution of controlling companies, population displacement, and lack of functioning infrastructure. I've never actually seen Ready Player One. I haven't read it. The latest film was kind of like a almost like marketing fest because they put a bunch of like contemporary video game references and yeah. movie references in it. It was fine. Uh, Harry's bastard child says four grand goggles plus weak tech bros equals my new career as a mugger is going to be very profitable. This is not legal advice. <laughs> it's career advice. <laughs> yeah, technically, if, considering this is being adopted in California, if you do go and do it in California, you won't be arrested for it. Considering yeah. if you don't do it above a thousand dollars, well, no, 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 that's just shop- shoplifting. Um, how, how? What percentage of muggings do you think are sold in California? Very few. Exactly. It's going to be less than five percent. It's going to be a really small number. Less than that here. Uh, it's 95% of burglaries here are not investigated. Right. Or not, not convicted. Um, so, yeah. Fuzzy Toaster says, the sad thing is they could really rebrand th- that technology for something worthwhile. Imagine instead of doing cringe stuff that is this, uh, imagine being able to diagnose your car issues by syncing up with the car and putting on the goggles and a fully immersive 3D model can be uh, deconstructed to ascertain the issue that was in front of you. Uh, all the practical teaching methods that can implement, but no watching porn and culturing and ADHD personality, cultivating, I think it means, ADHD personality. It will always be that. It will always be the lowest common denominator thing. Yeah. There is no, there is no turning tech only for the good. It yeah. will always be the goon goggle. Yeah. George says, there needs to be a show with Dan and Carl trying to convince each other about the fake moon landing in Bigfoot and Callum must be there to suffer. I don't know how I feel about the moon landing. I, I don't, I'm not very invested in it. There are questions. I'm not getting dragged into this. I'm just going to look the other way. <laughs> Go away eventually. Yeah. Uh, Rob says, a big cat was regularly seen in the fields and woods around Taunton back in the 90s. Used to work at a cheese farm. My boss's mum saw it walk across the field near a house. Found more cheap too. Again, this totally, totally real. And I'm sick of like having the argument with people on Facebook. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm even bothered about whether it's real or not. Right? You've, you've slightly persuaded me that it is. I just like the fact that these urban legends still exist in Britain because that's the sort of backbone of culture. It's like my mum, who works at a local cheese farm, saw a giant mythical beast strolling the moors of mm. Taunton. It's like it's nice, you know. Is that nice? Well, it's, it's quaint to hear about. It adds character to the country. That is true. That is true. Um, but Anne says the denial of big cats by the media is just the same plain book they always use. When faced with an uncontroversial truth, the media response uh, is one of the following. A, it's conspiracy theory. B, the person who took it must be discredited via fact checkers. Or C, don't believe your lying eyes. I mean, that that photo um, that was there, I mean, that is just 
that looks like obviously, obviously the thing. Like you couldn't mistake that for something else. It's actually a genuinely good photo. I'm going to look up to see if there's a bigger... Can I, can I, can I, no, is, I that, is John reverse image searching it? No, I'm going to ask John if he could reverse, reverse image search it. Because I'd love to find if there's a full version of that. Oh, there is, there is. Um, if the if the guy who uploaded it made more than one image, so. no, no, there there is. That's a zoomed in clip bit from a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just asking because I think it would build your case better because then you you'd have more. But uh, I will let John do that in his own time. Seems to, seems to be a perfectly good image. Um, you don't want more? I'd love more. Good enough. I want him with his teeth out. <sighs> the teeth are massive. Though. Yeah. Carrie says uh, we have a population of wallabies on the Isle of Man. After around 50 of them escaped in the 60s, gladiators and panthers. Yeah, I'd rather have a population of wallabies. That looks suspiciously edited in that one that was, that was up there on the left. Yeah, they think it looked edited. Are you being debunked? Yep. Maybe Devon News are lying. Modified and flipped. <clears throat> oh, maybe they are. But the DNA evidence yeah, is DNA not this evidence. photo that a lazy, uh, dishonest local news broadcaster decided to use to get clicks. But when you send me those Bigfoot photos, I am going to research reverse image. Hey, man, I'm waiting for the DNA. Okay. And if so, you send me Bigfoot DNA... Well, yeah. I'm not going to have the DNA. But when, you know, whatever labs have been like, yeah, okay, this seems to be like, you know, a humanoid or an ape that we have no other record of or whatever. You know, so. Yeah, I'll believe you. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I got um, nothing arguing about. Yeah, so okay. God damn it, Gloucester live. Yeah, fact check live on air. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the DNA evidence is correct. Um, Sophie says, "Man, if this was Denmark, we had an issue recently of hogs crossing the border from Germany, and everyone panicked." I mean, hogs suck as well, man. They, they can be dangerous. You don't know that. Um, no, have you not seen the footage of the Italian girl? So in Italy, they limited the number of shots you're allowed in a shotgun to three. Oh, yeah. No, I have seen them. So she goes out. She fires all three and it doesn't die. Yeah. And then it keeps trying to kill her. And like her boyfriend or whatever has to come out and be like. Yeah. And she would have been dead otherwise. Yeah. That's why they hunt them in Texas from helicopters. There was also a moose that swam over the channel from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> moose invading Denmark. <laughs> Swedish moose. Went to Denmark and then <laughs> all the way from Just France standing to Germany. On the shore. Giving Denmark the evils. Yeah, he was a delivery driver by the <laughs> evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Roman Observer says the increasing amount of Panthers in England must have a correlation with having an Indian Prime Minister. No, no, it has a correlation with having a Labour government, actually, the World Empire. Uh, Robert says my friend's mother was adamant that she saw a large black cat walking down her garden path. This was during the 2000s on top of Stroud Valley in Gloucestershire. Uh, we did mock her for the claim and we were probably wrong for doing so. You absolutely were wrong for doing so. Um, Kevin says, does this mean the countryside is not racist and colonial? Because we've stocked it with African wildlife to keep the urban and richest uh, feel at home? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, right, when the urban and richest start going into the countryside, when there are start, attacks start happening, if there's a racial disparity in this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then suddenly our Black Panthers are going to be racist. <laughs> and we will finally have a Cassus belly to get rid of them. <laughs> God. <laughs> the way things are done in this country is awful. <laughs> I know. But at least we'll be able to finally cure the Black Panther problem. Yeah, I love the idea that the Black Panther becomes a symbol of racism as well, which big one A. Amazing. But we're out of time. Um, if you'd like more, do come back, because I believe today is the day 
It is the day in which Caleb and Robinson shall be hosting a show, so do come back and enjoy. That'll be live. What's the time? Half an um, hour. Half an hour. So go get some biscuits. Come on back. Otherwise, um, bye-bye. Thank you.